Matt, can you answer me a question real quick? Yeah. Is is Sabretooth naked? I don't. I don't. I assume that he's has clothes. That those are clothes. Uh, I I can't tell. I'm just like, am I looking at a naked man running around? I can't tell. Welcome to Repeatable, the podcast where we check out something old and decide if it's worth coming back to. I am your host, Seth Wilkes. I'm Matt LeBlanc. How you doing, Matt? I do good. It's been uh, we, we we've been having a lot of fun uh, getting this set up. Uh, so I'm glad to just be speaking with you. Yeah, it's fun. We're getting to experience the podcast issues that we've heard so much about from other podcasters. So that's great. It's like uh, our own little uh, uh, intro into the experience. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, a fun. It's been it's been, sometimes it gets me a little bit mad though, and I, I'm thinking, you know what? Like it's I need some vengeance, and it's a little <laughs> bit it's a little bit chilly outside too. So like if I got if I got vengeance today, you know, it, it would probably be pretty cold vengeance. I don't know what you're talking about, Matt, because I'm looking at my notes and I clearly see I've written here Coke Vengeance. So, <laughs> I've, you know, I was typing my notes on my phone. So I, today's episode is uh, sponsored by Coca-Cola. Uh, Coke Vengeance. <laughs> Get fresh today. Is that their, lo- that, that their tagline? I believe so. Okay, fantastic. Um, first of all, uh, sorry that we're coming a little bit late to you this week. We're recording the day we normally upload, so uh, we'll, we'll see. We might come later today. We might upload this tomorrow so uh, or the next day, so whatever. We haven't abandoned all of our, what, thousands of uh, listeners now, Matt, would you say? I can't oh. remember the analytics. Uh, tens of thousands, I... I think you got the tens right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and most of those are your friends. Because <laughs> hey, I don't have friends. I have is- books. As my mother says uh, to my wife when she complained that I don't have any friends, she said, Seth doesn't need friends. He's got his books. <laughs> those, those are good friends, though. They are. They are. And uh, I can take them out whenever I want. And when I don't like what they have to say, I just close them up and put them away so uh repeatable podcast like an intro says we take something old and we decide if it's worth coming back to we've been delving into the x-men animated show uh well since the beginning since the inception of this podcast uh so we're taking a look at episode five or six i can't remember i think i think it's five i know it's called cold vengeance it is called Cold Vengeance, and boy is it. They're in the Ant- uh, Antarctic of Canada, which, uh, you know, that's not completely accurate, but yes. <laughs> did you enjoy this one, Matt? I did, actually. And it actually, says before we dive in, I actually uh, I, I did a very quick synopsis I think you'll be happy with of this episode. Sure, let's hear it. Uh, I'll, be the, I'll be the judge, be sure. Wolverine. Upset in the previous episode by the relationship between Gene and Scott, leaves to go find himself as Gambit, Storm, and Jubilee go on an expedition to a tropical island where it's rumored that they have widely embraced mutants. Very nice. Right? Fantastic. I, I thought, I was like, man, mm-hmm. I, I wrote it out, I'm like, that pretty much in, uh, encapsulates, encapsulates the uh, entire episode right there in just uh, a sentence. Very good. Well, I'm I'm proud of you, and you've actually done your homework. Uh, so why don't you kick us off with uh, some of your thoughts? What do we normally do? Do we do good first? Good first, right? 
Yeah, we'll do, we'll do the good ones first. I have like I have it I have it broken down on my screen here. I have the good things and I have the bad things. So is that what you want to start off with? The good things? Sure. 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 Um I <laughs> I did like that this episode uh did further even though it was very much a Wolverine episode. Um it did at least further the relationship woes between Wolverine, Gene, and Scott. Um, just sort of like this building off of the previous episode, showing uh, that the, that was like the main driving force to Wolverine going away as he can't handle that relationship. I enjoyed that that is a thread that was started in the last week's master class of an episode, and it's uh, continued through to this one. Master class of an episode. It was, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, I have, uh, for my good, uh, same thing as you, dealing with relationships, except for mine, the good is uh, the intrigue of Wolverine's past and the relationship of Sabretooth and Wolverine. I thought it was pretty intriguing, so um, I know last week I talked a lot about my disappointment with the episode, and I even said that I watched ahead and was disappointed with this one. Uh, Not as bad on... A rewatch. Uh, I'll I'll say that I, I'm gonna I'm cutting it a little bit more slack. Still have probably more negative to say about it than good, but yeah, not it wasn't as bad on the rewatch as an overall arc. I'm gonna pick little things that I liked and little things that I didn't like, but for an overall arc, I thought that it really nailed the vengeance part of it. Like it, like it definitely had a theme that set like uh, an undertone for the entire episode. Like there was uh, anger and distrust. Like it was kind of like rumbling the entire episode. Like Cyclops lost his mind a few times uh, at the beginning, like getting ticked off that Wolverine left, getting mad at Gambit for questioning stuff. Uh, Super Sabretooth hunting Wolverine all across the world just to get revenge. Uh, a G-Walk, I believe, is the man's name, being jealous of Wolverine uh, getting the spotlight, uh, and mm-hmm. then. And like it all kind of ties together, and it shows Wolverine, like in spite of a tragedy, where they go and they kind of torch a village. Uh, he overcomes the urge for vengeance when uh, G-Walk says it's his fault, and he asks Sabretooth to let him go. Let them go. I don't want to fight anymore. I want it to be done. And like he even wins the fight. Not by hitting, but just by moving out of the way. His last words on screen were him smiling uh, because the elder called him a friend. And he said, "Friend." Mm-hmm. I thought, like, I like overall for like a a tone of an episode. I thought they really nailed that the the vengeance part and the fact that um, really grow helped Wolverine grow as a character to show that um, you don't it doesn't have to be about vengeance. It could be about uh, forgiveness and uh, moving on. Yeah, I thought I thought this episode was uh, it. Uh, it had its moments of it, it was what better written than yes. the previous one, more co- more coherent. I'll say there are parts that weren't as well written, but I enjoyed that. So that's that's pretty much my good. Did you have any other goods? Like I, it, it was a good episode, but I also have some more bads than goods to say. No, I liked it uh, a lot. I do have a few more good notes on here. Um, I felt sure. like. This, okay, a little controversial. I liked the Last Jedi 
um, for a Star Wars movie. Uh, I liked the main story, but I felt like some of the side plots that was happening, like with Finn and Rose, I thought that was a little bit of a waste. I kind of feel that similar watching this episode. I thought the Wolverine arc was just fantastic, and I was was a hit and miss when they kept cutting away to the other story. I get it's building to something else. It's going to build to the next episode or two, uh, but I, I really enjoyed the main story here with Wolverine. I thought it was a great Wolverine episode of the series. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the music when Wolverine returned from fishing. There was a lot. It was a very happy uh, sounding song with a very a hopeful music, uh, very upbeat with high notes. And then uh, when Jiwok uh, tries to carry the fish and he falls down trying to impress people, the notes turn sour. Um, I also really appreciate that the uh, the reggae song that they started to play when they got to the tropical island when uh, Gambit, Storm, <laughs> and Jubilee were there. It was just like a nice I enjoy the fact that they did that. I like the fact that Wolverine on the trampoline thing. I thought that was funny. It's not on my bad yeah. thing because I actually liked it. It was like him uh, being like, I get I get air sickness. And then him being like, whoa, whoa, as they throw him around. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. I I did like at the very end of this episode, too, there's a line because uh, uh, Gambit jubilee storm they're in the hotel resort they think it's all safe for mutants and all of a sudden the shades come down it starts to get gassed uh gambit blows the door open they run out and they're like surrounded by guys with guns they were just gassed there's guys with guns big machines around them and then storm's like uh we cannot endanger human life and then gambit goes Maybe you can't. And then he throws one of his cards and explodes some stuff. I I don't know. I like I like that line. Just the maybe you can't endanger human life. <laughs> I'm like they, they just tried to gas us, and then they're surrounding us with guns. I think that's a justifiable yeah. reason for defense. I th- I thought that was an odd line on Storm's part. Is like I don't yeah. uh, I don't I don't think you need to take that on. Yes, you're defending humanity for mutants and whatnot, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think you need to stand uh, stand for that. So yeah, that was someone, a bit of an odd line. Someone's just stabbing Storm repeatedly. She's like, "Okay, stop it, stop yeah. it. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hit you. Stop." Now this is the part where I think that you'll have more than I will. Uh, this, the, the, what, what are some of the bad things that you didn't like, or the things that you didn't care for? It's not necessarily bad. What didn't you care for, Seth? Okay, all right. Well. um... I hear I the big s- scroll unraveling right now as you just <laughs> pull pull out your notes. Yes, no, it's it's not too bad. Like I said, this is uh, a more coherent episode than last week. Uh, there's just a a little bit of uh, I I don't really enjoy kid logic, and this is this is this <laughs> podcast that we're making. This podcast that we're making it's it's about the idea of like, can we? can we come back to this as older adults and there's a little bit of kid logic which in depending on what it is really kind of annoys me if there's too much of it um and in like if you're watching like any toddler show like pj masks uh, nobody knows what i'm talking about but there's a show called pj masks for uh preschoolers that it has very cool designs very cool everything 
uh, like superpowers and cool vehicles, and they clearly put a lot of thought into making it fun for for kids. But the storylines are just so, like they're just so preschooler aged, which is who it's for. But there's no like attempt at making it fun for adults, which is fine because that's what the show is. But it's things like. Um, Oh no, the villains come in and he's stealing all of the soccer balls from the school. And then they have to go into the night and, and uh, you know, fight the villain to get back all the soccer balls. Which, again, is fine for kids, but it doesn't make for content that is repeatable. Not something you're going to come back to later on in life. Little bit of that in here. So we got a lot of good, mature themes uh, with, you know, Wolverine, his backstory, and everything with Sabretooth. Uh, it, it's really good, but then it's just uh, like Sabretooth's big plan is to uh, tie up a bunch of villagers to a bridge and blow it up for Wolverine to do what? It's just, it's, it's a lot of like. Okay, this isn't really a well thought out situation that you're doing here. <laughs> and he blows up the same ice bridge twice. Are there that yes. many like ice bridge my bridges made in uh, in the Arctic? I I had that as a note too. I'm like, is that not the same bridge? <laughs> that was that was this blown up at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, and and then. Uh, Oh, and, and remember, if you remember last week, in last week's episode, Gene was just hanging on the roof by a chain. When yeah. Wolverine showed up after Sabretooth had destroyed the village, did he not see the, like, group of 30 <laughs> villagers that were just strung up on a, on a bridge with dynamite? Did he, did he not just look over to the left and see that, or...? Well, as it was detailed more vividly later in the encounter, Wolverine has lots of issues when he gets snow in his eyes. Uh, <laughs> I have that note. What's the line? Uh, my eyes! My it's eyes! Like snow. It's my like, eyes! What? <laughs> like he just had sulfuric acid thrown in his face or something like that. Anybody hasn't seen it, Sabretooth just flung a handful of snow like it was, I guess, like you would throw a handful of dirt, in which case I can see that being painful, but he flung a handful of snow in Wolverine's face, and Wolverine's like, my eyes! He is wearing his mask at this time, and the mask must have some form of eye protection because you can't see his eyeballs. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how it even hurt his eyes. Yeah, I don't know, but at any rate, he, <laughs> he he gives that, and then yeah, there's just I just found it to be uh, that logic of like I'm gonna blow up these people, or I'm out for revenge and whatnot. I also don't know how long. I think uh, the 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 good point that I made was the the intrigue of like what's Wolverine's past what's his relationship with Wolverine uh, with Sabretooth what you know it's it's very intriguing and I like what they're doing there I also feel like there's the risk of it going too far like I don't know if you've seen the movie I Kill Giants or read the comic no I haven't okay so uh, it, it's um, it's a graphic novel and then a movie I haven't read the graphic novel but it's a movie where it's a little girl and she encounters a giant so it's a pretty it's set in the the real world air quotes but she just happens to come across monsters and kills them and uh, 
there's a lot of uh, intrigue about what's going on, but there's just too much. Like, you, there's a lot of uh, where are these giants coming from, and it's very interesting for like the first ten minutes of the movie, where you're like, oh, where are these where are these giants coming from? What's going on? This is this is cool, but it it very quickly drags on and all of a sudden i'm just like okay i've lost interest show me a giant or show me something you know it's it's asking the question of is she actually seeing these things or isn't she and it's drawn out so much that i'm just like i just don't care i didn't finish the movie so i think there's a risk of that here where if we don't find out something about wolverine's past soon it, i'm going to be kind of Annoyed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> One thing going back to you were talking about with uh, uh, PJ Mask, PJ Mask, um, they said, <laughs> you, you, they're like, oh no, uh, they're stealing the soccer balls. And they, and I know you were just like sort of like giving an example, but like that kind of monologuing happened a lot in this episode. Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of like Sabretooth being like, Wolverine! I've tracked you all the way over here. Ha ha! Even your healing powers, Wolverine, can't keep you yeah. from... Right? Like, he's, like, delivering a lot of, like, narrative through monologue. And, like, that G-Walk was... When he went away, he's like, I was the one that they loved. And then Wolverine showed yeah. up. And now I am being ridiculed. And it's not... Like, and it's, like, talking to no one, but just very loudly and, like... Very like very very much like detailed monologues were done throughout this episode. Well, that brings up another note that I have is uh, you, you're you're saying you're going with Jiwak is the uh, the man's name. Are, well, the 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 is what you're the gentleman's Inuit, name. Uh, yeah, the Inuit gentleman. Yeah, um, him his character. Uh, is, uh, it's more of that I, th I feel like I'd put that more in the category of the kid logic so he's like I'm upset it's it's like I used to, like you said I was once praised by my people and blah, blah. <laughs> it's he's been there for like half a day I mean come on chill out fella I think his character would have made more sense if he were uh, like a youth like maybe late teens early 20s which he's I think supposed to be but the mm -hmm. character design he looks like like a late 40s uh, living in his mom's basement type guy there's it, the character design doesn't come off as young man to me so it the way he's reacting doesn't seem it seems like something that a youth would do but it seems a little bit pathetic from somebody who's uh, looks like he's in his 50s I do have here, too, that uh, I found that Sabretooth followed Wolverine for a long time before he pulled the plug on this whole revenge plot of his. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, like they, there's, I'm sure there was ample opportunities prior to, to that point. And can I just say that this episode starts off with Wolverine doing, like, some of the fanciest skiing you've ever seen in your life just like maneuvering mm -hmm. around just so like such as like it was so agile i'm like that's not wolverine is it and then it zoomed in i'm like oh it is he's just an excellent skier yeah yeah no very fancy for sure and matt can you answer me a question real quick yeah is, is saber tooth naked i don't i don't i assume that he's has clothes that those are clothes 
Uh, I I can't tell. I, I I guess the only way that I can see it is the uh, the gambit style head scarf. I guess that gives it away. But other than that, I'm just like, am I looking at a naked man <laughs> running around? I can't tell. Is that just the coloring of his natural body, or or what? Um, a few of the things that. Uh, that I didn't like either is like uh well I found funny too at the same time is like uh, Cyclops Scott is just a jerk in this episode uh he's <laughs> like he's just like is really ticked off oh, yeah. most of it and he's just like yelling like hardcore yelling at uh at Gambit and then like Xavier rolls in he's like and for, he doesn't say uh like Scott what's happening here he's like Gambit what are you doing <laughs> and, then, and then Scott's like uh professor Gambit is saying like it sounded like a little kid tattling on something, and then Xavier's yeah. like, "You know what? Maybe you guys should go on that vacation." Like uh, Scott's like, "That is a good idea, Professor." I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> that, yeah. You were ki- you were kissing some major uh, Xavier butt right there, pal. Yeah, it turns on a dime. That, that part's in keeping because he's a bit of a dweeb, but. Um... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll stand behind the professor this one time because one of my points is Gambit is like so quick to pull out a, a deck of cards and like threaten to blow someone's head off. Like it's happened every single episode. I'm not talking about bad guys. I'm talking about like his supposed friends. He's just like, oh, you would disagree with me. He pulls out a card and threatens to blow someone. It's like the cop that's just constantly waving around a loaded gun. I mean, that's that can't be good. That's that's going to cause some injury one of these days. To the point, this is one of those episodes where I was like, "Ah, I'm actually on Xavier's side this time. He's he's a, he's a good guy." Yeah, he was a little bit less salty this episode. Yeah, I do appreciate but, that. As soon as they went and they said, uh, as, "As soon as Cyclops was on board with the idea, he's like, uh, Xavier's like, okay, send three people down there, and uh, Cyclops is like, okay, your cover is your tourists." Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that oh, that that's why you are the main man there, Scott. You you come up with the good ideas. Hands them a file folder each. Just here you go, here you go, here you go. Open it up. Just a single blank piece, a blank, single piece of paper, bold type tourist. And, and can I just say uh, they're the the worst undercover agents ever? Because well, especially Gambit. Because like as soon as they get there off the airplane. Uh, the guys, the cabbie's taking his uh, uh, stuff uh, to go put into the car, and then Gamma's like, "Maybe this place is a good place for for mutants like us." I'm like, "He's right there." You're speaking very loudly about being a mutant, and then they go to the hotel to check in, and he grabs like the big sign that says "Discounts for Mutants." He's like, "Maybe we should use this. Get ten percent off, maybe if we say that we're mutants." I'm like. Man, you're supposed to be yeah. undercover, and you're just, like, the l- loudest person to explain that you're a mutant. And even then, that's not what it does. What does it is uh, Storm's ID that apparently pulls up from file footage from previous episodes. <laughs> from a previous episode, yes, of course. Uh, I also like how Scott and Jean are... They're, they're not content just being students. They're also uh, out there doing part-time work, because I swear... Scott was doing the airport announcement, like yes! the flight announcement in uh, New York or wherever, and Gene was doing the arrival announcements at Genosha. I was like, are they, 
are they part-time announcers? What's going on? I noticed that, too. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I didn't notice Gene, but I definitely noticed Scott's voice. I'm like, yes, that's, that's the same person. My, my only last criticism slash bad thing that I have here is uh, I found a few times this episode whenever Wolverine was wearing a costume, they did they were not sure whether or not they wanted his arms to be <laughs> covered yeah. or not. Because it was, it was yellow than flesh. Yellow than flesh. Well, that's more issues of, like, yeah, sending things... Uh, to a different country for, you know, different translations and different people working on it. Plus the issues that uh, I was discussing last week about no real oversight. So that's something that uh, pops up a lot, I'm sure. And this isn't actually anything I have a note of. I just I was thinking about the last bit of the episode because then when they're sitting around and uh, Gambit's like, "Man, I've never seen uh, Jubilee this happy before," and then Storm's like, "Yes, everything we've seen, everything that we've seen has indicated that these people are friendly to mutants." I'm like, "Man, like you guys are just asking for it. Like, <laughs> there's no one's knocking on yeah. wood here." And it's like this is like you're really building up that something bad's gonna happen. Although, how long have they known Jubilee at this point? I, I don't know. So it would have been like a week or something. But uh, I, I noticed that, that 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 wall, that window shield thing only comes down in her room. It's like one room blocking it off. And then th- she comes out and it's the, all the other windows are just open and, and whatnot. So, And again, uh, the military can roll in like just so quietly. Oh, yeah. Tip- those big robots, they just they got like the tippy-tappy feet <laughs> the tippy tappy feet i like i'll end on i like inter, uh saber attack strategy which is jumping at somebody crotch first <laughs> ah! yeah they both make- sound like they've been they've been, like both voice actors wolverine and saber they sound like they've been they've been hit down low like all the time. A few things I noticed in this episode. I, I like as much as I joke around about the monologuing. I did laugh a few times at like uh, the detail in which Sabretooth would monologue. Uh, like, like there'd be like a few times where he's just like, uh, "They're going to go and die cold and alone, Wolverine, <laughs> and I will find your body. I will hunt you down so I can bury your bones." And I'm like, "Holy!" <laughs> that is a that is a high degree for revenge. Like like he was like very aggressive. Yeah, that, that's part of like like it, it, this can go a little bit too far with the intrigue because I'm like uh, you you see that there's a past, but he's getting very <laughs> upset. I, I I feel like I need to find out what's going on soon, or else that's just going to get the level of detail is just going to get monotonous. I'm going to grind your bones and make toothpicks. So when I have food in my teeth, I will use your bones as a toothpick. My God. And that's what you get for taking the last donut in the break room, you (laughs) son of a... Beep. We're at the point right now, Seth. I guess my uh, question to you is, do you think uh, this episode's repeatable? Uh, I I don't think I would come back if 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 every episode were like this. I don't think I would come back to it. Uh, definitely, I don't. I, it was good. Like I said, I enjoyed it more the second time around. Uh, but the, that's because I was uh, forced to come back to it a second time. I wouldn't have come back to it again. You? 
Yeah, I would watch it again. I, I thought it was a, yeah. a good episode. I, I liked uh, the overall tone of it. I think I liked it vice versa. I think I enjoyed it more the first time than I did the second time. I, I think that the first time I saw it, it was after well, the Morlocks. So I think it was just like a, oh, okay. What a relief. This is uh, this is some deep storytelling once again. And I think like a lot of the silly things kind of went past me just because like the last episode was just all silly, right? That when I watched it the second time after a little bit of time in between, I was like, oh, okay, I know it's more of the the silly stuff now that I've sort of dissed myself from the Morlocks. Well, I had a question that I uh, said I was going to answer this week, uh, and that might as well end uh, end off with that, which is who is going to. Uh, I guess at last week I said, who's going to save the series? Who's going to be the savior of the series? Yes. Um, and uh, who's going to be... So as I said, uh, this first season of X-Men surprisingly did not have a director, So, uh, which surprised me. So the question is, who's that director uh, end up being for this first season? And it actually ends up being... And I... I, I hesitate to say this is the person who's going to save the series because there's a lot of people that go into a show, and I know that the writer of the show, who's actually written a book that on this, uh, I guess it's a biography on the making of the show, uh, which I, I want I want to get and read at some point. Eric something I can't remember off the top of my head, but he, he's in this throughout the entire run of the show. Uh, so I can't just say it's the director who's going to save the show, but having that oversight, uh, overarching vision comes from a man named Larry Houston, who has a, 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 a long history in animation, even before X-Men. So uh, I'll, I'll just throw out a few shows that he's worked on prior to X-Men, so he directed X-Men, the animated series. Prior to that, he worked on Batman, the animated series. Ever heard that? I think I might have heard it once or twice. Yeah, well, he's a storyboard artist there. Um, He worked on, oh, Captain Planet and the Planeteers, and Conan the Adventurer. Uh, He worked on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, which is cool. And he worked on, you noticed last week mentioned there's a TV movie that they, uh, that came out prior to the X-Men animated series, kind of like maybe their first attempt to get the show made. Yep. Uh, Pride of the X-Men. He actually was a storyboard director on that. Uh, he worked on Cops. Do you remember the TV show Cops? Bad boy, bad boys, what you gonna do? N- no, no, not that cops. The cops <laughs> with the uh, oh, how do I describe the guy with the extending uh, handcuffs on his, the cartoon show? Do you remember that? Did no, that I don't. Ring any bells? No. Oh, no. that's a good, good animated show. Uh, a RoboCop TV series. Um, so he's been around the animation industry for a while. I am hoping that. Um, it, Already the show's getting back into its groove with this next episode, five or six, whatever it is. Um, but I'm betting, and maybe we can count down to this, I'm betting with season two we're going to see a dramatic uh, increase in quality, increase in some of those, a uh, decrease in errors and continuity and whatnot uh, because of getting this uh, 
person overseeing everything. And they're actually, I think for season two, there's two directors. He co-directs, but Larry Houston is the director through the entire series. And then the co-director, either someone else will come in or he's just the sole director for the next few seasons. Now, Seth, do you think that when they saw the Morlock episode, they they, uh, called him up and they were like, uh, Houston... We got a problem. Uh, I think there's a very good chance of that. Um, that's a good one. Uh, I also <laughs> noticed that I, I like that one of the other shows that he's worked on, I can't find it right now, but on one of the sh- other show he worked on for uh, in like another animated show, he's credited as uh, Larry Dallas, which I thought was fun. So he's going, he's sticking with that Texas City uh, name thing. So I think he actually he he's he was on this show in season one. He just wasn't the director, so he is a uh, storyboard artist or something like that. Well, the last- I bet you they're like Larry. This this show we need we need to step up our game here. So maybe that's what happened with uh, what was what. Uh, not what was the episode before Cold Vengeance? The Morlocks. That's the Morlocks. It's the Morlocks, everybody. Hey, 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 hey! It's the Morlocks show. We live underground. <laughs> we look to form, but not really sleep. <laughs> sleep. Sleep. All right, I think uh, yeah. So I'm I'm wanting to keep an eye on. I'm looking forward to. I'm, I don't. I think we're still going to go through all the episodes, but yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing how things pan out in episode one, season two, season two, episode one. I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be interesting to see if maybe there is a, a increase in quality or something like that. Anyways, oh, uh, so, uh, so yeah, Slave Island's coming up, so uh, queue up your VHS copy of the X-Men animated series, find that uh, in there, and watch it for next week. Um, we're going to run through, getting kind of podcast business, we're going to run through the rest of the season uh, on the show, but after that, before season two starts, uh, Matt and I are thinking about doing something else. Um uh, like just reviewing uh, a different thing. We, I don't, we haven't talked about it yet, but if you have any thoughts on a thing that you want to see us revisit and uh, check it out, see if it's repeatable, uh, you can email us and give us suggestions at repeatablepod at gmail.com, and we'll we'll take a look and consider it. We're, we're thinking about something, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll decide. Maybe your idea will spur something else. Hush, Seth. Hush. Let the people choose. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, for joining us, everybody. Thank you, Matt, for joining me in this lovely conversation. But uh, now I got to get back to work. And I have to go turn off my oven that's been beeping. Oh, that's not safe. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I set a timer on it because I wanted to go do something around 2 o'clock-ish. And, uh, I wasn't anticipating the uh, the 74 things that we had to go through to get this set up. So, Oh, yes, of course. Okay, so <laughs> if, I had, if I wasn't going to hear like just like a... 
And then silence on your ends as your house explodes from a natural gas leak or something like that. You hear the explosion. Me hit the ground. You hear, I got you, LeBlanc. It's me. <laughs> My throat's you sore. You must have a very powerful, like, computer setup and, and <laughs> microphone to, ex- to survive the explosion. But yeah, this is where you can put that monologue you, you put. Just like. That monologue you already did, just throw that in here over top of that. I will. Okay, fantastic. I'll just keep uh, monologuing as Sabretooth. How dare you, Wolverine? You come here and you try to defeat me? I will go and destroy you. I will ground your bones into a fine powder. I will then take this powder and I will mix it with various liquids to make a hair dye. I will then dye my hair a different color every week just to show that I am better than you, Wolverine. I might keep one bone out, not all the bones, maybe one bone out, and I will use that bone as a drumstick, and I'll keep another bone as another drumstick. So I kind of fibbed, I'll keep two extra bones, and I will start a rock band. That rock band will be called Wolverine Sucks. I will then play rock songs with my rock band, and it won't be good. We will be a bad rock band. No one will like us. We'll go on stage, it'll be Wolverine sucks. Man, that band does suck. And I'll go, ha! It's true, because Wolverine does suck, so his band should suck too. But they'll kind of like my hair, because my hair will have a dye to it, because I've used your powder to dye my hair various colors. But it'll kind of be a compliment, but kind of be a, hey, that's weird that he has a pink streak there, right? It doesn't match his overall tone, because my tone isn't pink highlights, it's vengeance and destruction, Wolverine. So that's why I will go and do it. It will cause confusion amongst the people. And I will go and destroy you. And this will be my ultimate plan. Oh, Archie. <laughs> you sound like Archie Bunker, by the way. How long were you there while I, I was I, modeling? I, you know what? There was so much I lost track. 